Let me read to you one of my favourite poems. Uh, I'm, I'm Gareth, I'm one of the youth workers here, uh, and this is the level of poetry I read. It's from a book called The Day I Fell Down the Toilet. While I'm reading this poem, see if you can guess what you think the title of it is. There's nothing left for me to do. I'm bored with them. I'm bored with you. I'm bored with staying in my room. I'm bored with going shopping too. I'm bored with sleep. I'm bored with bed. I'm bored with all the food I'm fed. I'm bored out of my boring head. I feel as though I'm boring dead. I'm bored with clouds. I'm bored with rain. I'm bored with my computer game. I'm bored with everything's the same. I'm bored with every, with being bored again. I'm bored with writing boring rhymes about my boring, boring times. And so I'll finish. Hands up if you think you know what the title of that poem might be. Bored. Bored. In fact, it's bored, 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 it says on here. Uh, It's pretty obvious what it's about because it repeats over and over again that word. Boring, boring, boring. Now, um, if I told you that the uh, story that we're going to have a look at today that Jesus told uh, has a, a word that appears in it seven times and another word that appears in it eight times, do you think that might give you a bit of a clue as to what it's about? Yeah, you reckon? Are you with me this morning, do you think so? Yeah, yeah? Well, let me tell you what those words are. Uh, They are here and word. Here, word, word, here. Anybody want to hazard a guess as to what they think this parable might be about? Yes, go for it. Hearing the word. You're the only one who had your hand up there as well, Joe. And this is supposed to be an intellectual church, I don't know. Uh, Here... God's word. Yeah, it's about listening to what God said. So it comes as no surprise that Jesus doesn't start this parable with once upon a time. Instead, he says, listen. In fact, if you look very carefully in your Bibles, he says, listen, listen. It's got an exclamation mark there. It's very important that we listen. And some of us this morning uh, will have already uh, tried to get comfortable in our pews. The the sort of people who haven't yet bought this book yet and read it. Uh, It's hard to get comfortable in some of our pews, um, but you'll be thinking, oh, here's the Bible bit. I can just sit back, have a little bit of a rest. Um, Some of you will be thinking, parable of the sower? This is a very familiar bit of the Bible. I've heard this loads and loads of times. I mean, it's nearly as famous as John 3.16. I'm going to just, you know, have a bit of a break. Uh, Some of you, uh, bear with me here, uh, will have been uh, looking at your programmes and thinking it's a family service. It's the parable of the sower. I'm not going to come. People do count themselves out of church that time. If that's you and you're listening on the MP3 at home, don't switch the computer off. (laughs) Some of you may have noticed that this is the same passage as our vicar Paul preached on two weeks ago for two weeks. Have the staff gone mad? You know, do we have to listen to this over again? Surely it's just repeating itself. Why on earth should I bother listening today? Well, we haven't gone mad. We're just making sure that we've got our ears pinned back. Because we're not very good at listening, are we? Jesus doesn't start with once upon a time. He says, listen. Now, I don't know um, what you think about this, but I think we've got, uh, let me get this the right way around, two sets of ears. My visual aid? Does that look... It's not much different, actually, is it, with my ears? Uh, We've got one set of ears on the side of our heads, uh, which uh, we hear with, but, you know, sometimes I don't think we're very good at hearing with those. So I reckon we've got another set of ears, which is 
on our heart. It's a hidden set of ears. Uh, it's a set of ears that only God can give us. I'll get those out before I get all trunked up under there. Um, and um, if we listen with those ears, then we can't help but hear. So please don't switch off this morning because it's the parable you've heard before because you always have a rest at this stage, whatever. Please don't have a rest. Listen. And I think it's really scary what Jesus says right in the middle of this reading that we've had today before he explains things uh, to the disciples. He says in verse 11, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything's said in parables so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving. They may be ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. It would seem that according to Jesus, the parables are God's keep out sign. The parables are God's keep out sign. Now, that sounds really quite horrible, but just listen carefully. I think like uh, parables like the one we're looking at today are there because Jesus wants to make sure that the people who follow him for the wrong reasons keep away. Jesus wants to make sure that people who follow him for the wrong reasons keep away. Parables either judge us, and hopefully some of you will be sitting there this morning feeling a little bit uncomfortable as we go on, or they change us. And hopefully lots of you will leave here thinking, I'm going to do something about this. That's why Jesus doesn't start with once upon a time. Instead he says, listen, listen. And this is what he says. Some of the seed fell on the path. But some birds came along. And ate up all the seed. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. That seed is like people who don't listen to what God says in the Bible. Old MacDonald had a field. Very sad, isn't it? <laughs> Some seed is like seed sown on the footpath. Uh, it uh, is sown, but then it's taken away as soon as it is sown. I only do that to keep everybody awake. Um, maybe you um, don't get much chance to hear what God has to say. Maybe uh, you only turn up at church every now and again when it's the harvest parade and your child's bringing something out to the front or something like that. Maybe it's just a friend at, uh, a Christian friend at school or a Christian friend at work who quotes the odd verse to you. You think, oh, that's quite interesting. Uh, maybe you pick up a dusty old Bible, just intrigued what, about what it says, or your child gets a, a Bible at Christmas and you decide you're going to read it to the whole family. Or maybe some of you just hear Christian things on Thought for the Day on Radio 4. 
You know, whenever any of those things happen, can I suggest you listen very, very carefully? Don't let the devil take anything away. You see, whenever God's word is read or or explained or talked about or quoted, whenever you hear from the Bible, that is God, the creator God who made everything and you, speaking to you. Maybe you come every week. Uh, You've got a big Bible. Let's find one. Here we go. Give us a Bible, Sheila. You've got a big Bible. Uh, You keep it in a nice case. Uh, It's in there with your Bible reading notes and all your memory verses and little bookmarks that you've kept over the years. Uh, It's it's fantastic. You'd love it. Uh, You get it out every morning and you read it uh, and you do your notes. But do you really listen? Do you really listen uh, to what it says? Or do you just walk out the door or walk out the church door uh, and just switch off, disconnect, deactivate? Uh, I think it was Paul uh, a couple of weeks ago who gave an illustration about some ducks, which I think bears repeating because I think it was a fantastic illustration. He probably pinched it off somebody else. Um, Maybe not, I don't know. Uh, He talks about some ducks coming into a lecture theatre for a flying lesson. They all turn up uh, and they uh, sit down in the seats and they listen to this fantastic talk about flying. Uh, they, uh, they hear it from somebody who's, uh, who's an expert. Uh, they, they hear a very good talk. Uh, and then when the talk finishes, they just waddle off out. Uh, and you hear them as they're waddling down the path. That was a good talk, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic speaker. What are you doing this week? They're not flying, that's for sure. And sure enough, every week they waddle in and waddle out listening over and over again to talks on flying, but never actually flying. Don't let Satan snatch away what God says. Jesus doesn't start with once upon a time. Instead he says, listen, listen. Some seed fell on rocky ground. The seeds grew quickly. But then the hot sun made them dry up and die. The sun has got his hat on, hip, 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 hooray. The sun has got his hat on and he's coming out to play. Scorch! 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 Are you quite finished? Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. going to be singing that in your sleep tonight, I guarantee. <coughs> Don't you just love coming to church? It's great, isn't it? You know, you get to, you get, to uh, get away from hell because of what Jesus has done. It's fantastic. 
And, and I don't know about you, but I love the singing that goes on at church. It's great, isn't it? You know, those fantastic songs with the clapping and things like this. It's lovely singing together. Um, and um, you know what? This church, this church particularly, is renowned for its excellent teaching. It is. You don't look so sure, some of you. Yeah, if you come to Christ Church Forward, you're going to get intellectually stretched. Not to mention all the top-notch entertainment that goes on during the week. Uh, and you know, coffee afterwards, that's great as well. We mix with all our friends, it's fantastic. And uh, they give you biscuits too sometimes. And there's this really good-looking girl, I don't know whether you've noticed her, fellas. You know, um, it feels good to be part of Christ Church Forward, doesn't it? Uh, it makes us smile to say that we're a Christian. And if that's how you feel, then that's great. However, I wonder if you ever feel anything like this. Uh, you know, all that stuff that's in the Bible, it's great, isn't it? It's, it's good to sort of get together, but sometimes it really gets to me. You know, when they ask me to give my money, you know, it's my hard-earned money. What right does God have to tell me what to do with it? Or oh, they keep going on about evangelism and telling our friends about Jesus. Hey, what's that all about? I mean, if I tell them at work, I'm going to get into trouble. If I tell them at home, I'm going to be hassled too. You know, the Bible's all right, but all that stuff about love your enemy, don't go out with a non-Christian, stop drinking too much, expect to be made fun of, or even worse, well... I'm not sure I'm up for that. In fact, if it comes to that, I'm out of here. Some seeds sown on rocky places hear the word at once, receive it with joy, but since they've got no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes, because of the word, they fall away. You know, this farming story cuts right to the heart, doesn't it? If trouble or persecution or hardship puts you off listening to what God says... And I think you've got to ask yourself whether you really trust Jesus. Jesus wants to make sure that the people who follow him for the wrong reasons keep away. He doesn't start with once upon a time. He says, listen, listen. Some seed fell among the thorns. The seeds grew quickly. But thorns grew up alongside them. Grow, 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 blossom! And the seeds were choked by the thorns and died. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. That seed is like the people who listen to God, but then they worry about other things and forget about what he says.
It's amazing what grown men can be reduced to by youth and children's work, isn't it? My, uh, my sister-in-law went out to the graveyard to pick these up yesterday. They got nettled. But weeds stop other plants from growing. Um, but we, but Jesus says in, in this parable, uh, we, it's like weeds. We, we have three things that stop us listening. Three things that stop us listening to what God says. The first one is worries. I wonder if you ever worry and stop listening to God. Uh, here's um, what one schoolgirl said, age 11. I worry about school at the moment because sats are coming uh, and I'm really getting very stressed. I can't sleep. Where is God when you need him? I need some stress tips badly. Uh, here's uh, another lady, age 32. I'm lonely and I don't want to stay single the rest of my life. I know marrying a Christian is best, but there aren't any decent Christian men around. don't think that's totally true. My resolve is beginning to crack. Uh, 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 here's an office worker, 44. I work for a reputable company who have begun to lay off a few permanent contracts. So nobody is really safe right now. It's difficult to trust God in a credit crunch. And if it's not worries, it's wealth, says Jesus. Uh, here's what one of Alan Sugar's apprentices, Phil Taylor, said at the beginning of the last series. Being successful and having money is more important than being popular. You don't need to make friends on the way up if you're not coming back down. He's not listening to God very much, is he? And if you think it's not you, it's always somebody else who's worried about wealth, well, what about the last time you were sort of hooked in by a fruit machine? Just 10p. Or you bought a lottery ticket. Or you thought, it'd be great if I was that contestant on who wants to be a millionaire or the cube. We worry about worries. We worry about wealth. And thirdly, he says, uh, the desire for things. Next to our toilet at home are plenty of books and magazines. Here's just a selection of them. Me and my son, Ollie, we love Stuff Magazine and Empire. But we could put... Oh, it's upside down there. We could pour for hours drooling over all the things and gadgets that Stuff Magazine uh, offers, all the stuff that we could have. Don't spend that much time listening to God. Uh, and when it comes to uh, Empire, that's all about films. Well, we've got this little plan. If we bought one of those Cineworld tickets, you know, you can uh, go as many times as you want for £12.99 a month, uh, we could probably fit in ooh, three two-hour films a week. Three two-hour films, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Never really spend that much time listening to God, though. Uh, this one's there as well. I, I confess I don't read it very often. Uh, the Telegraph Fashion magazine was there. And, and as you... It's not very fashionable. We don't see that in church very often, do you? Um, if you flick through here, it seems that the ladies have got lots of things that they might like before they start listening to God too. I wonder how many people start off really looking forward to what God says. Yeah, you come to church, they lap up their Bible reading at home, they go to Christian union or Christian club or a group at, church, at work, and then they come to God's word every time expecting God to speak until there's the option to get up early for a sports club and miss your quiet time. Or the orchestra practice kicks in on small group night. Or there's a, a hope of a professional career in sports if you're willing to train on a Sunday. Or exams are looming, so you decide, well, I'm just not going to go to church this week. I need to get some revision done. Now, hear me right. The Bible never says uh, that any of these things are wrong. In fact, it praises uh, being creative. It praises learning things about our world. It praises keeping fit. But, and this is a big but... Jesus says, be very careful not to let any of these things 
you might have laughed at it, but this is what happens to us quite often, isn't it? Strangle your priority in listening to God. Jesus doesn't start with once upon a time. He says, listen, listen, listen. You know, it might seem like just a little, quick, simple story, but the parable of the sower serves to show us that Jesus is bothered, and really bothered, about how we react to what God's saying. He doesn't start with once upon a time. He says, listen, listen. And the problem is, while God and his word and his message, like the seed and the sower in our parable, never change, it's eternal, it always stays the same, our hearts aren't good soil. Uh, we've got three different types of soil this morning so far, haven't we? We've had the, uh, the pavement, the rocks, uh, and, and the weeds. And if I'm honest with you, my heart is like every one of these at different times. I can't imagine there's anybody here who can stick their hand up and say, I, I, listen, I listen properly all the time. But if you feel like that, let me tell you this. Jesus really did tell this story to keep people who follow Jesus for the wrong reasons away. And that's me. And if you feel like that too, if you're bothered that you find God's word a bit boring sometimes and you, know, you just walk out of church and forget it, or if you're challenged that you shouldn't just hang on to the easy bits and run away from the hard bits. If you feel that the worries and the money concerns and the wanting stuff, well, they're just not working. You're in a bit of a mess with it all and you need some help. And you know what? I think you're probably beginning to listen properly if you feel like that. And like Jesus says to his disciples in verse 11, the secret of the kingdom of God is being given to you. And that's the surprise from this passage, if you ask me. The surprise is that listening is a gift. Listening properly is a gift. It would appear that only God can open those ears on our hearts. Jesus tells us to listen, yes, and we should listen. But until we realise he's the only one who's going to open our ears, then we're not going to get very far. We've just sung about it, haven't we? Jesus died because we don't listen. But he also died so that we can listen. And do you know what? I think when we get it and when we start to trust Jesus properly, uh, we start to hear properly, then a whole new world opens up. And it's a world of all sorts of opportunities, all sorts of things to look forward to as we listen and act on what Jesus says. If you've ever seen this film, uh, City of Ember, who's seen, seen City of Ember? Nobody. I'm going to spoil the end for you today. City of Ember is a fantastic film. It's a children's film. I recommend that you watch it at some stage. It's a great story. There's been a cataclysmic disaster. The world has gone totally to pot and a load of folk have to go down, right down, deep into the earth to the city, a city of Ember. It's been built, but it's not been built to last. It's wearing out. And the story starts when the, the... City's wearing out. They've been there a long, 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 long time. And people have forgotten uh, about the world above. But there are some folk who say, well, there must be something else. There must be something else. And to cut a long story short, three children travel up through the caverns and tunnels and everything like that. And they end up up back on the surface of the planet. And it's dark. And it's dead. Or it seems so. And they fall asleep but it's night time. And this is how the film ends. Hopefully, we're going to have it. 
Uh, the film ends with the, the dawn coming up, uh, a new world. It's amazing. It's filled with loads of adventure to look forward to. But the interesting thing is, three little kids, what can we do? And all they do is they drop a rock uh, and it finds its way to the people. You might think that you're just a little kid. You might think that uh, you're not a staff member here at Christchurch Forward or anybody who's a Christian bigwig of any sort. You might think you're a, a baby Christian and you don't know what to do for God. Well, if that's you, let me finish by encouraging you with the last bit of our parable. Have you ever thought what a few seed can do? Um, sadly, when we tell ourselves about what God says or tell other people about it, it can end up on deaf ears, either being strangled by things in the world, uh, landing on rocky places or on the pavement. But, oh, it's the smallest bag we had at home. Have you ever thought what could happen to a seed if it landed in the right place? It's hugely powerful. A seed might look absolutely useless. It's small, it's pathetic, but little seeds grow into huge trees. Trees that can't be pushed over. Trees that produce hundreds and hundreds of seeds. Trees whose roots are powerful enough to break pavements. In Jesus' day, if you got a handful of seeds and you chucked it out, you could expect about 10 or 20 times seed back when the harvest grew. But just look at what happens to the seed of what God says when it's sown in good soil. Verse 20, others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. And this is where it gets really exciting, not 10, not 20 times, 30, 60, or 100 times what was sown. More than you can ever imagine. Just because we trust in Jesus and what he says and do something about it. Jesus, when he's speaking, never starts with once upon a time. He says, Listen, listen. And he goes on to say, start producing a crop. Some seed fell on good soil. The seed grew. And multiplied. Again and again. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even a hundred times what was sown. That seed is like people who, with God's help, listen and do what He says. All together now. Oh! 